Hello, my name is Ben Jenkins. Welcome to the final episode of the first season of the ACN podcast. In today's episode, I speak with Susie Hoytink. Susie is a fellow of the Australian College of Nursing and has been in the cosmetic and aesthetic nursing specialty for over 15 years. As you'll hear in today's episode, Susie has helped to pave the way for what this specialty is known as today. In 2005, Susie established the Clear Complexions Clinics and has gone on to sell that business in 2017. But throughout that journey, Susie has helped to go on to uh, contribute to the establishment of some of Australia's national standards and scope of practice for the profession. Uh, she has established a education program within that business that she has helped to use and then translate into what is Australia's College of Nursing's Graduate Certificate of Cosmetic Nursing. Uh, and whenever you sort of speak about uh, anything to do with cosmetic nursing, Susie is one of the first people that you're going to think of. Susie's work has, has been showcased in areas such as Vogue, Cosmopolitan, the Australian Women's Weekly. It was an absolute honour to speak with Susie today, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hi, Susie, and welcome to the ACN Podcast. Oh, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. No, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this as well. Um, Susie, it's an absolute pleasure to speak with you today on what is the final episode of this season of the ACN Podcast. Uh, this year being the year of the nurse and midwife, I've spoken with nurses and midwives from a wide variety of backgrounds and clinical experiences. And today, I'm genuinely excited to learn more about the specialty of cosmetic nursing. But before we dive into that, I'd love to learn more about you and your journey through nursing. Yeah, sure. Look, I'm, I'm a, um, uh, it's a real pleasure to be here, especially to be able to talk about cosmetic nursing and um, with the Australian College of Nursing as well. I, um, my mum was a nurse and I didn't just follow my mum and my grandmother was a nurse too. So I didn't just follow a well-trodden path. I genuinely wanted to be a nurse um, and, um, and started nursing straight from school. So straight into uni and, and started nursing. And like most new grads, I've had a really diverse career so far. Um, so I've done surgical, medical, ICU, uh, a little bit of emergency, but that was, that was, I just, lo I loved it, but it wasn't quite for me. And I've done a bit of community working in um, GP um, clinics as well. Uh, so I've had a really interesting, diverse experience in nursing. I've been able to to try different areas, um, and I'm I'm very fortunate. I feel like that's a really good foundation for then specialising in a, in any area of nursing is to have that foundation that's quite broad originally, or to to begin with, and then um, and then to be able to select where you want to be. Absolutely, we were just sort of talking about this before we click the record button today about the how you every time you enter a new area or a new specialty, it's there's so much more to the career of nursing. And that's why I love to talk about different nurses and midwives on this podcast this year. And everyone says the same thing, <laughs> which yeah. I guess is which I guess is a trend. How did you find then entering into your clinical specialty then of cosmetic nursing because it's quite different to working at the bedside, isn't it? It's really different from working at the bedside. And actually, when I entered into cosmetic nursing, it wasn't called cosmetic nursing because there wasn't any cosmetic nursing. So we're talking about 2005. And um, the, 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 the reason that this all came about was that uh, I was nursing at the time. My husband was plumbing. Um, and we had married young, wanted to get married young, wanted to have children young, and he had fallen into the family business, which was plumbing, and had and had absolutely hated it. But um, I love the saying, the enemy of a great life is a good one. And it really epitomises how we sort of started in, in this industry and how I came about um, 
being a part of the cosmetic nursing industry. And that is because um, he just reached a snap point, we both did, where uh, our um, him being in plumbing and, and me nursing, but particularly him having a, a plumbing business that was very successful, had trapped us into a good life. And um, it was quite hard to break out of it, but every day, day after day, he would leave dreading that day and the next and the next. So it was one of these things where as a couple, we hit a snap point and wanted to change. And he's quite entrepreneurial and turns out I'm quite entrepreneurial. So we looked at what skills we had. And at the time I was obviously nursing, but also I had for years had had trouble with my own skin. So through my teens, adult, um, I had acne, which developed into adult acne. Having my two children, just to stick the boot in, I had pigmentation from having them. So I, I was in my early 30s and had um, still had trouble with my skin. So I'd had this journey of trying all different things, going to dermatologist, to my GP, bouncing from a chemist to a beautician, and not really finding anything that would help me with my skin. So started to do a lot of research and realized there was a lot of technology that was very good at not only treating acne, but also treating sun damaged skin. But in Australia, accessibility was the issue. Very, very difficult to, um, to actually find anywhere that was treating skin in this manner, this general manner. Um, and everyday skin conditions. So nothing you consider yourself as having, uh, you know, having problem skin as such, but just everyday issues. Sure. So I um, started doing a bit of research and realized that um, there's no reason that a nurse could do this better than anyone because it involved holistic care. Um, and went to work for a cosmetic surgeon who was opening a new practice and convinced him that I could come on board as his practicing nurse, but at the same time that we should get a, we should buy one of these particular lasers and that we should treat skin, not just do surgery. And bless him, he took a risk and, um, and decided to do that uh, with me, which was fantastic. It turns out that it was a great, um, it was a great way for me to test a theory because I would treat clients' skin before they had surgery and quite often in treating their skin, they would cancel their surgery because the pigmentation that had been there for years or the broken capillaries or the aged and damaged skin was so improved with the non-invasive, non-surgical approach using, using different types of lasers that um, they wouldn't need to have surgery. So it, was, it sort of validated that there was a need and there was a want for what I could do um, and it I mean, it was certainly in my business plan, if you call it, but it, um, it wasn't in his because in the, at the end of the day, um, he had clients who were cancelling surgery. Right. So it didn't really <laughs> work out for him, but it really worked out for me. And, uh, and um, we remained friends, but we parted company. And so I thought, well, there is no precedent here. And I remember I got in touch with um, the, the Australian College of Nursing at the time and asked them if there was any reason why a nurse couldn't own her own business. And at the time they came back with, there's no precedent for it though. And I said, well, that's okay. That's not really, it's not really what I'm asking. I'm asking, can they? Like, is there any reason why this can't happen? Um, and, and bless them, they came back with absolutely none. There's no reason, go for gold. You know, we, we would support your entrepreneurialism in this. So again, at the time though, there was no external training. Um, there was nowhere that you could, you could go and be supported in your clinical development in this new area. So a lot of it was learning off the manufacturers, what 
the what the lasers or the injectables could do and then putting in place um, systems and processes within our very small business that supported myself but also supported new nurses coming on board and it grew from there um, so we we, we had one little clinic that um, pretty much uh, within the first couple of months we had to take over the place next door. It was just myself and another treating nurse. Um, and then, you know, fast forward 12 years, 13 years, and we had 70 staff, most of whom were nurses and doctors, and six really busy clinics. I'm genuinely interested to learn more about that gray area that you're sort of describing about the processes. Cause at the time there, there weren't really any national guidelines or anything no. to, to abide by. How did you, how did you navigate that unknown? I think um, it's, it's so interesting now because then throughout that journey of, of, um, of owning clear complexions, I was privileged to be a part in the development of that, yeah. the development of guidelines, the development, even even advising radiological councils on on what kind of legislation and litigate, what kind of legislation they should and regulations they should have around the use of lasers. Who should be doing it in Australia? And I still do that. Um, and then the development of, of the scope of practice um, that that we finally got over the line. But it took years and years and years. So those early years was about was about following was it was about gathering as much information as I could from as many reliable sources so um, there were some really great doctors who were getting started in this industry who shared their knowledge I shared my knowledge and experiences I put together very very quickly and very early on I realized that we needed policies and procedures within our clinic so it was as the clinic grew and I began to take on more nurses, obviously I realized I had to get out of my head and my experiences the way that I had found worked for clients and where we got the best results. And, and also for safety, we needed that consistency. So we developed um, policies and procedures, standard operating policies and procedures on everything we did in the clinic, literally from how you answered a phone to how you did a fractionated laser and how you conducted a consultation. And that was a body of work that really took about 10 years yeah, in total to, and just constant refining. And it ended up being something that was completely unique in the industry. We could have sold it a hundred times over and never did, but it's, it, it actually ended up being what the company that bought Clear Complexions, it was a publicly listed company that bought us in 2017. It's what they wanted. It was a manual on how to how to function in cosmetic nursing how to how to be a cosmetic nurse and a cosmetic doctor within a system and deliver reliable results consistent results for clients with safety um, so that that body work I, I i was really proud of and um and like i said it's something that that we developed over time gathering as much information and and obviously through those years this industry just became a juggernaut it gained momentum you know, we we had what people wanted. You know, we had the we had the cure for clear. We, we could give them clear skin, um, and we could reverse sun damage. And um, it was like having a magic wand. And um, we could give people years back. And it as, as over the years, you, you learn very quickly that this was never about vanity. It was all about confidence. We could um, we could take someone who struggled with acne for for five or six years. And we could control. We could give them back what they so desperately wanted, which was control of their skin. And with that comes confidence. 
and confidence literally changes people's lives. So it seems like a trivial thing that we were doing, or maybe even a superficial or an insignificant thing, unless it's you. And it was a very significant thing that we were able to give. Um, and that, that's really what cosmetic nursing is all about. It, it's got a terrible name. I, we never use the word cosmetic in the clinics, ironically. It was the dirty word we never used because it was all about confidence. Um, and so it was, an aesthetic, it was aesthetics that we did, but really it was skin health. We always talked about skin health. It was a holistic approach to skin health. It was looking at what the client was eating. It was looking at what the client was, was um, putting on their skin. So what skincare they were doing. It was what stresses they were currently under. And then looking at what treatments we could, could, could deliver. And then it was about a treatment journey. Um, and so it was about giving clients back two things. One is control. And most importantly, the other thing was confidence. Susie, I can't even imagine how fulfilling your job must be. <laughs> Being able to see patients coming in to see you and to get that sort of treatment and coming away with that sense of confidence. It's, it's, it's the loveliest industry to be in because it is a wellness model. So these clients are not only, they're not sick, quite obviously. Um, they do have problems with their skin, whatever they term a problem to be, depends. Um, but they're certainly not sick. And the other thing about them is they're not in any way vulnerable. They are empowered. So there's a decision to come to us. It's not that they're having to seek uh, healthcare because because they're they're in a situation where they're they're vulnerable and requiring healthcare. So it's a very different mindset, and we would call our patients clients because essentially the client would be their decision. They've made the decision to come to us, and also they're a paying client. So there's a level of service that needs to be delivered here as well, which is something that came innately to me. I really understood customer service. Part of that was, you know, having a business previously. Um, but it doesn't come all the time to healthcare professionals. So it was sort of this different mindset of taking nurses who had had no experience in this industry whatsoever, and doctors, none at all, because there just wasn't any industry for them to get experience in, and taking them on the journey of teaching them how to actually do a consultation with a client. Um, even demeanor, how to, how to behave, how to, how to deliver customer service, um, respecting clients' time. Um, you know, th those sort of very, very basic things that we expect in every other industry and yet is not really taught in healthcare. Um, and then taking those nurses and, and giving them the pathways so that if somebody was to come in with rosacea, that we had multiple different technologies that could treat rosacea, but that we could um, put together a treatment plan over three months and then review it at the end of three months with the client and then deliver another three-month plan and then review depending on what the client needs were. Um, I was able to, to teach our team uh, of nurses and doctors how to deliver that care, how to prescribe it and then how to deliver that care. So nurses came to us with no experience whatsoever and ended up being real specialists in, in a variety of different technologies from fractionated lasers to peels, to LED light, to lasers um, themselves, to, um, to injectables as well. So this, this range of, of skill, and then of course the consultation, which is the most important part, but that range of skills then made a, a clear complexions nurse quite unique. Susie, I think that's what I find so inspiring about you is that you've started off with this vision. You've 
obviously started off right at the beginning with that doctor that you've mentioned, you've got a taste for it. You've seen how you can change yeah. someone's life. You've then gone on to establish guidelines and really created something that wasn't really there before you've established this business. You've then not only been able to build this rapport with your patients and provide this service to your, to your members, uh, but to also then create an education program and give back to your staff as well and how many staff that you had. So no, yeah. it's, I think, absolutely incredible. Um, oh, th- thank you, Ben. It's been a true <laughs> privilege. The education bit's just been a, a real, a real pleasure to be able to, um, I mean, the, in the end, we had a, a 12-month online and practical course that our nurses would do. Um, but obviously within the first two or three months, they were confident they could do, but that ongoing professional development lasted the year. And then of course we had ongoing professional courses that our, our staff would do either internally or we'd provide them the opportunity externally. So there was always that ongoing professional development. And in a, such a new industry as ours, it wasn't difficult to find ongoing and, and to deliver ongoing new content, fresh content um, to keep our teams inspired and interested and learning as, as all nurses are so good at doing. It seems in the speech that you gave at the 2017 National Nursing Forum, which is on YouTube, which I'll link down in the little description below, you're mentioning that with other practices that were, that you knew of at the time, they were maybe providing three or four different, types of services i believe but you're saying yeah. that you're providing up to 16 like you're yeah. you're quite yeah. <laughs> quite intensive yeah. with the 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 range that you're able to provide so i can imagine how much education would have needed to to get someone so specialized on all of those pieces of equipment and procedures oh look arguably we were too complicated <laughs> um but um as you you know as you, you we had quite a diverse offering in terms of the different range of conditions we could treat and so to be able to treat them um, it, with a high degree of efficacy and the results, we needed the results. And then of course, safely, it often required the combination of treat of technologies. So not only did, did we need to teach the nurses how to do 17 or 16 or 17 different modalities, different technologies, but when to prescribe what, when, um, and when to move on and how, and so it was, it was quite, ended up being quite a juggernaut of an, an, of an education program. And like I said, arguably too complicated, but it was, um, but it worked, it just worked. Um, and we had, we have tens of thousands of clients that we treated over those years um, with, with hundreds of nurses. I think we, we, when we finished, as I said, we had 70, but obviously over the 12, 13 years, we obviously had, many nurses come through our program and doctors come through our program. So there was, um, it was, it was a real, it, it's set a really nice foundation and, and um, for putting education first and not being, uh, and not, not just learning one or two aspects of this industry that we, that, that was now being created, but to have a holistic view of it and and understand how everything works in together, how a laser works in with an injectable to deliver a result. Um, yeah, it's quite something. It's a bit of a thrill. And it seems that you've taken everything that you've learned through your business into then translating that into a national, I guess, program with ACN's graduate certificate in cosmetic nursing. So that, how, how, did, how did you find that process of contributing to, to that? I was just a buzz. I remember <laughs> when... Um, Anne first asked me if I would be involved and then Kylie. And, oh, you know, it's one of those pinch yourself moments because you, 
you just head down, bum up, you just narrow focus, forging ahead, and you don't really stop to think that you could contribute on a much broader scale or that anyone would actually even want you to. Mm. So it was, and it, particularly when you're asked by the peak body of your profession to contribute to something so significant, it was honestly, it was a huge moment for me, a, a huge pinch myself moment. So the process has just been really fascinating. Mm. And look, the, the course is not dissimilar to what we had at clear complexions that the same structure was there so for me it was actually really quite easy to be able to contribute content um, because it was exactly how we would have done it um, with with how we did do it at clear complexions it's not it, it's um it's a hell of a course it's it's really good and Susie been recognized through throughout the cosmetic and aesthetic nursing industry for all of this hard work that you're describing today you've been featured in vogue as one of four dedicated professionals who have quote, change the face of the cosmetic industry in Australia. You, you've talked about the establishment of these guidelines. You, you've been speaking at some of the, the largest events when it comes to, to this profession for over 15 years now. Are you proud of just how far this profession has come in the time that you've been nursing? I'm so proud of people calling it a specialty like, so that it's recognised as that. I never thought that would happen. And um, I'm really proud when I see nurses who who want to be a part of it. It's not, it, it's, um, I'm, I'm really proud of that. Um, and when I look back on, on being a part of the development of this and what a privilege to be a part of something at the beginning and to see it grow and have your contribution valued um, by, by your peers. Honestly, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's really lovely. And you know, a couple of years ago, we sold Clear Complexions and that was um, a really difficult decision for me. Um, what easily one of the, easily the hardest decision I've ever made. And it, it turned out it was the right decision. I still work in the industry now. So it was definitely the right decision. I haven't, I was very concerned about my identity. Who would I be if I sold? And this, it was just such a huge part of me. Um, but it gave me an opportunity to work with the ACN. It's given me an opportunity now to circle back and work within the industry in a consultancy um, role. And um, it's, it's enabled me to see how far it's come. Because when I was, as I said, when you're, when you're in and you're forging a business and there's a lots of different distractions. And, um, and now I can actually smell the roses and I can actually look back now on this industry and think, wow, the, this has come so far. There are thousands and thousands of nurses working in cosmetic nursing today. That blows me away. Susie, if you had nurses who were interested in entering this specialty, how would they yeah. go about doing it? What advice would you provide? Look, I think there is the education now. Um, so previous to this, it was about finding a, rep finding a reputable employer who was going to support you through your education. And that, that is still definitely you know definitely advice I would give there as as any industry that um, that grows very very quickly often ahead of regulations and legislation there was a bit of a scary time for a while where I think nurses were quite vulnerable working within the industry I feel like that now we've caught up um, and that we're supporting our nurses we're supporting our doctors in this industry and but particularly nurses and so i i don't worry about nurses as much anymore in the industry i think that they they understand um, exactly what their scope of practice is 
because it's now being outlined. Mm -hmm. They stay within that scope of practice and they deliver a, an exceptional level of care. So I, um, I, yeah, I, I, I don't worry so much anymore. Uh, and I, um, I think that the advice that I would give is the education is out there. So if you can do a graduate certificate of cosmetic nursing now, if it's within your grasp and it's possible for you to do either while you're working within the industry or prior to working in the industry, um, probably work while you're working in the industry is the best way of doing that, then absolutely grab that opportunity. Um, get that education behind you because it's a, um, it's a unique course globally. It's not, it's not just unique in Australia. It's a unique course globally. So you'll be well, um, it's, it's just another feather in your cap for your career. And Susie, what would you like to see next for the specialty and for the profession of cosmetic nursing? I think I would like to see, it's a great question. I, I would like to see more education out there. Sure. I feel like the ACN set the standard, um, but it's, a, um, it's, it's quite a diverse industry that is, that is really um, developing quite quickly. And um, we need to stay ahead of that. So there's opportunity for other courses, um, ongoing professional development courses to be de um, developed. Um, so that nurses can continue to learn in the organisation and have um, accredited ongoing professional development opportunities within the, within the industry. Um, I think that the industry itself is self-selecting. I think we have um, the cowboys that were there for a while because they, you know, because at the end of the day, there is a lot of money in the industry. I think the cowboys are definitely falling by the wayside. There's no room anymore for them. Um, so I, I would like to see, I, I, I'm loving seeing that happen. I'm loving seeing the cream rise to the top. The businesses that are supporting their teams, supporting their nurses, making sure they have correct standard operating policies and procedures, having an in-house education system, not just relying on external education. Those businesses, those companies are thriving and the ones that don't, the one-man bands um, or, or, or the ones that have less than reputable practices are falling by the wayside. So I think that the industry is self-selecting anyway, um, but who wouldn't want to see more of that happen? Susie, for all of the work that you've done for your specialty and for everything you've done for the Australian College of Nursing, and thank oh. you for your time today for being on the ACN podcast. Oh, thank you so much, Ben. It's a real privilege to have, um, to have spoken to you about it. Thank you.